liberal in the NDP's attempts to censor the internet and free speech shut up Robbie Picard from Oil Sands Strong? What do you guys think? I'm Sheila Gunn-Reed, and you're watching The Gun Show. has always relied on the big tobacco playbook of delay and disinformation. And so to tackle this immense threat to human health, we need to use many of the strategies that finally took down big tobacco. In 1997, the Canadian Parliament banned advertising from big tobacco because of the clear threat to human health. This is why I'm so proud to stand here today with representatives of Canada's medical community to state that the time has come to ban all oil and gas advertising. The big tobacco moment has finally arrived for big oil. Bill C-372 will, quote, provide a legislative response to a national public health and environmental problem of substantial and pressing concerns. The bill will make it illegal for big oil and gas lobby and the gas lobby or their front groups or paid influencers to falsely promote the burning of fossil fuels as a benefit to the public. The legislation will make it illegal to falsely claim that the use of one fuel fossil fuel pro product is somehow better than another fossil fuel product uh, in improving the environment. To claim that there are clean fossil fuels is like saying there are safe cigarettes. We know that is simply not true. Morgan Stanley points out that the damage from climate crisis for the North American economy in just three years has been a staggering $415 billion dollars. And this legislation will target advertising that falsely claims that oil and gas are having a positive impact on the global economy. And we recently learned that toxic contamination from Canada's oil and gas industry is 6,000 times higher than officially reported. This legislation will make it illegal for Canada's oil and gas giants to falsely identify themselves with the health and positive lifestyles of Canadians or with reconciliation of Indigenous people on whose lands the toxic contamination is highest. The big tobacco moment has arrived for companies like Suncor, Imperial, and the oil and gas giants of Canada. That, my friends, is one of the senior members of the federal NDP, Charlie Angus, saying that he wants to basically silence people who are advocates for oil and gas. Now, that would be a crazy fringe motion for him to introduce but couple that with the liberals latest announcement of the online harms bill and it doesn't seem all that crazy or out of step with what's happening in ottawa at all now for those of you who don't know and i don't know how you couldn't it's called bill c63 it's the online harms bill and what it will do is basically censor the things you can see and say online. Um, it allows for hurt feelings provisions to be added back into the human rights law here in Canada where people who hurt other people's feelings basically committing online harms. You can be dragged before the Human Rights Commission anonymously and forced to pay out $20,000. The Liberals are also planning on encouraging people to drag others before the Human Rights Commission. There will also be a new hate crimes law, whereas right now, 
hate, a hate crime is not really a crime at all. It's a motivating factor at sentencing. Um, so that it can increase the sentence of an existing crime, but the liberals are building in a hate crime into the Canadian Criminal Code, which could have someone serve life in prison. Now, all these new rules are designed to shut us up or scare us into tempering our language when our language is that of the truth. Now, joining me tonight is an oil and gas advocate, but also an advocate for free speech, my friend Robbie Picard, to talk about these latest attempts to shut up anybody who strays from the Liberal Party agenda. Take a listen. So joining me now is a good friend of the show, good friend of me, Robbie Picard from Oil Sand Strong and Oil and Gas World magazine. Robbie, I wanted to have you on the show because... Um, as I pointed out in last week's show, Charlie Angus is a bit of a crazy person on this topic, but on a few others, um, although he's seen as one of the more reasonable grown-ups in the NDP, which should be a testament to just how radical some parts of the NDP really are. But you and I are going to have to uh, learn some instruments because we're going to need to start a prison band when Charlie Angus <laughs> locks us up for being pro-oil and gas. What do you think about just the idea that oil and gas advocacy should be criminalized? You know, at first you think it's a bit of a joke and you're like, this will never happen. Uh, this is just a wacky thing. But he is in government. He's part of the liberal NDP coalition government. Now, everyone's like, well, they're not a coalition. Yes, they are. Pharmacare, all the stuff they're pushing. They might not have minister titles, which has happened in the past when you've had those kind of like two parties working together. So it's terrifying. And the fact that he thinks that he can come after our freedom of speech, our freedom of expression, uh, to push his agenda, it, it actually kind of terrifies me. And I'm not taking it lightly. Like, I think it's a legitimate threat at our existence. Um, and we're in a really weird space. Like, I can't stand Greenpeace. I think Mike Hedema is certifiably a saint. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I... Sephora Bourbon is the most scary woman ever born. I mean, her mere presence terrifies me. But I've never once pushed for her not to have the right to push what she believes in. And that, that is one thing I think that he just threatened. Um, the, more and more we're finding out about that electric cars are not environmentally friendly. The disaster that they are causing from multiple unintended consequences. And... I love it when Stephen Gabot has this little flip where he, well, you know, it's a new technology, blah, 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 blah. So, like, they are going to put the world... I have a prediction. And in 15 years, 20 years' time, we will end up in a weird position where we seem like those wacky environmentalists worrying about water, worried about all these things that they are going to be really affecting with lithium-ion batteries and mining um, unregulated mining. Like, I, I, I'm very worried about our future because I'm really hoping that both countries, the United States and Canada, bring common sense back to government and stop this insanity of ruining our power grid, 
ruining um, what's already working beautifully for unproven technology that somehow is going to make the world um, better when it's really not. So to kind of sum it up, yeah, he needs to have his head examined. And if he thinks I'm going to shut up, no, I'm going to fight harder than I've ever fought to stop this because this could become the norm if, if we if, if we treat ourselves like frogs in boiling water where they just turn the temperature up a little bit on us um, and we don't jump out like this is serious. And uh, no, I think it is a threat that we need to take more seriously than just, oh, it's just a wacky uh, NDP uh, MP. Yeah, you know, it is an NDP motion. And so Lord knows if it'll be adopted, but we have never seen a more radical liberal party and quite frankly, the Liberals are beholden at this point to the NDP. They're giving the NDP whatever they want because the Liberals are so far down in the polls that if they break with the NDP, they go to election and it's going to be an absolute blowout for the Liberals. Yeah. Um, in that the Liberals are going to be relegated to, uh, you know, a, a handful of seats in the Laurentian region and probably Vancouver. Um, yeah. So... Uh, so we should be concerned as you say it's it's a it's a wacky ndp policy but there are a lot of wacky ndp policies being adopted by the liberals right now in an attempt to hold on to power so why do you think charlie angus wants to do this uh, i speculate that he would like to do this because as you say we're learning more and more about so-called green tech about just how bad it really is and so what's the flip side do you fix the green technology or do you shut up the people talking about how bad the green tech is i think that's where charlie angus is we have to shut up people because they're getting a little bit too truthy out there i've had several debates recently with people who i consider quite well educated on the other side and when you bring up simple arguments that you know it's not real rocket science you talk about like chicago how in minus 20 all the teslas stopped working and they couldn't charge the power you talk about the one cbc article that they just did where they tried to take an electric car uh on a small journey and they couldn't do it um they just they have nothing back they can't they they, they there's very all you got to do is press them they don't have an argument they have believed this falsehood um this sort of like religion of uh electric cars and they're losing and there's not much to counter it uh they've ran out of stuff so i think literally he wants to try and punish and shut us up and take away our rights and like yeah that's like i mean he should be he should be resigned from being an mp i think every mp has a serious responsibility to protect our rights, um, our right to freedom of expression, our right to disagree, and our right to promote what we want to promote. And so, yeah, like, I uh, I realize that, you know, I mean, honestly, Elizabeth May is a little bit less wacky than him. And I mean, she's the biggest whack job in history, you know? So, I mean, he's, uh, yeah, he's a complete and utter whack job. And and he should resign. I mean, uh, that should not, he should not have been able to put that forward. I mean, that's an attack on our rights. And so, I mean, like, you know, I don't really want to go to jail. You know what I mean? I, um, but that, be, that being said, I, I would, I mean, there was one thing I would do is I would fight, I would fight for the brand. I would fight for what I fought for for the past 10 years because I believe in it. And I think we have made a difference educating this country and trying to bring common sense back to the country. I mean, I don't know how many plane rides he's taken. Uh, where, where is he? Where, I, don't, I should do more research, but where is he situated? Ontario. Well, but he doesn't have to drive. He still has to fly. I'm sure he flies from, yeah, yeah, he has to fly to Ottawa. You know what I mean? So, well, I'll be back in Ontario pretty soon with my, oh my God. 
I am going to take the oil and gas world, oil sand strong bus to his office. And everybody in his riding, if you want to buy a t-shirt, no problem. I will sell t-shirts and give out free stickers in front of his office. That is what I will do. And I will do that in the spring when it's warm and I don't have to use too much fossil fuels to keep the bus warm. But as soon as it warms up, I'm there. The bus is presently in Ontario in a secret location. So I will uh, definitely be taking the bus to him. That's the first bus ride I'm going to do. That's amazing. That's amazing. And you know what? I just want to go back to a point that you made. Um, you made it offhand, but I think it was a really great point. I think in 10 years, you and I are going to seem like the crazy environmentalists worried about the water and the air um, and dangerous chemicals. Now, Because I don't think that you and I are all that far off with some of the more useful idiots of the environmentalist movement. And I don't want to say that I'm a useful yeah. idiot, um, but they have a genuine concern for the air and the water and the earth. I really believe that they're genuinely mm-hmm. sincere, like the low level activists marching in the street, but they don't, they don't have the facts. I care about um, the dangerous chemicals of um, the rare earth min- minerals required for batteries for electric vehicles i care about the enormous footprint of the um you know wind turbines i care about that stuff i care about how green energy doesn't seem to work and is dangerous for the people who have to build it and create or at least find the components for it in the Mm. developing world i actually care about that stuff um and i feel like the other people they also deeply care about the earth but they don't have all the facts at hand and i Mm. think in 10 years from now, you and I are going to be the, uh, I don't want to say environmentalists, but conservationists um, worried about the state of the earth. And that's the thing that I think that there's been a misconception about the oil sands industry and the oil and gas industry. We actually really care. Mm -hmm. We obviously want to get a resource out that provides jobs, that provides a better life, and we all want to have our businesses be successful. But when you're in McMurray, we generally care about our environment. We are surrounded by forests. We're surrounded by lakes. Like I just went fishing in Fort Chip and I mean the fish that you caught in Lake Athabasca, I mean they are beautiful fish. I'll send you pictures of them. Um, I did ice fishing in Lac La Biche recently. Like there is a lot of amazing things and we care about the environment. And when you strip mine to get, you know, all these rare earth minerals and all that with it's from this mass panic to make all these electric cars that are going to draw more power, which are going to put more pressure on the grid, which is going to in turn cause more carbon. And you're doing it crazy without a real plan um, for what reason we don't know when maybe like as if you get all the countries in the world, just simply just give a little piece of their farmland to wetlands and have uh, you can reduce the carbon footprint by simply repurposing some land that's already there and we don't need to destroy the entire planet in this mass panic for why I don't know why we're panicking. Um, so, yeah, I could see the, the a flip happening fairly soon here and it'll be interesting. Yeah, I, I even see some environmentalists making that flip once they see... Yeah, well, when Michael Moore came out with yeah. that documentary, that, that was an eye-opener. You know what I mean? And it's like when you have, like, China's making all these coal... Uh, power plants to back up their so-called green uh, power ones that only work part of the time that means they're turning on the coal again so like it's just it's, it's just insane but charlie Ang is yes i'm i'm gonna bring the bus to his office and i'm gonna park out there i mean 
Yeah, that will be the mission. That's my next trip. So thank you, Charlie. You you gave me a purpose. Yeah, I mean, Fort McMurray is such a great example of of reclamation and how those plans have to be in place before a shovel even breaks for a mine. Um, and then you contrast that with cobalt mining in Africa or um, how they treat coal uh, electricity generation in China versus how we treat coal electricity generation here. I mean... We're an example which leads the world, which is a testament to how much we care about the environment. Um, but, and I think you're right. I think there are some people on the environmentalist side who are coming around to our way of thinking. And again, that goes back to Charlie Angus's desire to shut them up because converts are sometimes so frequently the loudest voice. I mean, it's, it's really, I mean, sometimes I think, who's going to listen to me? I'm, I'm a farmer. You know, my family works in the oil patch. Um, so I, I'm invested in this, um, but it's the people who have been on the other side who come around because they actually did what we tell them to do, and that's to look at the facts, and then they come around. Those people are really the loudest voice, and of course, that's why Charlie Angus wants to put some tape over their mouths. Exactly, exactly. Well, we will stand up to him, and uh, yeah, so listen, go to oilsandstrong.com and buy a shit ton of hoodies, hats. We'll send you some free stickers. Go to Oil and Gas World, sign up for our magazine, um, and we'll mail it to you. We are uh, the magazine's doing really well. We're going to be having. It's been hard. Like I, I, I interview everybody. I do it all myself. So we're coming together, but it looks like we're on a roll. So yeah, we'll double down on that, and uh, yeah, buy a shit ton of hoodies um, and uh, t-shirts. We we just made a big order. Be patient. We're not quite as fast as you know um, Amazon. It can take a week or two to get the shirts, but we will get them to you. Um, and yeah, support us because we are going to drive our big bus and we're gonna park outside Charlie Angus's place and we will you know honk the horn but not too loud because I know that people get uh, really worked up with horn honking and won't be excessive but we will definitely let you know we're there and yeah um I have a bus at a secret location in Ontario and it happens to be in northern Ontario so what a spring wake up for Charlie Angus the oil <laughs> sand strong oil and gas world bus is coming I can't, I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, Robbie, you've um, touched on free expression. That's one thing I want to talk to you about. The Liberals are imposing the new online harm spell, and they'll do it with the help of the NDP. And they've made it a poison pill piece of legislation because they are saying it's to prevent sexual exploitation of children online. But there are already existing laws that do a, a pretty good job, all things considered, of doing that. So they they basically made it so that if you oppose the censorship of Canadians online and the punishing um, fines that will go to social media companies if they don't censor Canadians online, if they do harmful content and, um, you know, they're, they're introducing uh, things into the Human Rights Act, which people who say harmful things online, like you and I, I suppose, um, we could be dragged before the Human Rights Tribunal and face $20,000 in penalties. Um, you are online. You say things that might harm liberal sensitivities and hurt the feelings of environmentalists. Uh, I think this legislation is targeted, while they say it's at preventing exploitation of children online, uh, that is absolutely not true. That's just a thing in there that 
for the Liberals to say, look, if you don't support censorship, you don't care about kids. Um, I think this is targeted at people like you and people like me. Is it going to stop you from doing the work that you do? No, but it, it ties back into Charlie Angus. Okay, so I think this is where we have to actually be intelligent about it and not even take treat it as a joke. So he's proposing something that will attack us. They're proposing something simultaneously that will also attack us. And look at what he just did successfully. Let's just be honest. He shut down all small media across this country with Facebook. I have, there's people in Fort McMurray that are part of little, little local papers. You never hear from them anymore. Yep. You don't have a clue what they posted. No one's going to them. You don't hear these stories anymore. Um, we have to get rid of this government. We need to have a government that actually protects children, that protects them with law legislation that is specifically on that, that doesn't go into another thing that can hurt someone else's freedom of speech. And there is an attack on our media. I mean, th there truly is. Like, even, uh, you know, uh, Michael Cohn that sits on that panel um, uh, on CBC, he said it too. Like, they, the liberals have, are going to do anything they can to shut anyone up who goes against them. And they've done it for a long time now. I've never seen anything like it. So um, when the election is called, and hopefully it's sooner than later, we need to get common sense back into government. I mean, uh, you know, Louis Riel was hun, okay, at, and, and, at a time. And now he's a hero. Maybe 20 years from now, the, the Freedom Convoy people will be heroes as well on a large scale from the people that doubted them. The Supreme Court just ruled in their favor. He has uh, done so many things that have infringed on our right. Think about the season of the bank accounts. They, they, they did that. That's what they do in Russia, supposedly. That's what they do in countries that are, it's, he's, he's a scary individual. He's not just, uh, like, I mean, he's not just a good looking, naive teacher, drama, you know, a uh, plastic straw, somewhat box person. He is literally a dangerous guy. And more. we need to be more vocal and we need to fight it and we need to protest it. And, and we have to stop him because what he, like, I mean, tell me one thing that he has done for this country that has made it a little bit better. I can't think of anything. No. You know, and, and I mean, and I, you know me, like, I, I, I'm obviously more conservative now, but I've always been kind of like sure. work with whoever's there. But it's terrifying. So uh, we need to fight it and we need to stand up for ourselves. And I, 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 I'll, everyone I know, I've never seen a scarier leader in my life. And uh, we need to protect our rights to do what we do because we do it better with less money. Yeah. I, I mean, I remarked the other day that I don't ever recall a leader who so dislikes the people he governs. Like, I look back at um, Hillary Clinton talking about a basket of deplorables, but she was really only referring to Trump voters, which, I mean, is revolting because you, you want to be the president, you want to be the president of all Americans. But I believe Trudeau viscerally looks down his nose at all Canadians, including the people who vote for him, because I think he thinks of the people who vote for him as a bunch of gullible rubes, easily manipulated through fear. And the other people who refuse to vote for him, he has such disdain for them because they can see right through his agenda. I, I've never really seen somebody who really truly despises the people he's supposed to be, I don't know, 
in charge of caring for and I really don't want a government that cares for me but I don't want them to harm me either and I just I truly feel like he hates Canadians I I feel the same and um I think I think that's a general feel when you when you're dealing with the Laurentian elite there they think that they are somehow better than everyone else and it's as Canada's version of royalty I suppose um and and sort of like high society and uh they they generally think less of Alberta they think that they're it's it, it's it's not and he's chauvinistic I mean I mean you want to talk about a guy who hates women well god I mean I mean, it, a, like strong, any strong woman that has gone against him, he has done everything and, and they, they demoralize him. And then our premier, you know, Danielle Smith, I mean, like, I mean, the things they say about her and, and they try to demean her. And it's just anyone that's a, a female that opposes him or stands up to him, you know, it's they end up paying a big price. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. It's time to stand up to him and protect our rights and get our country back. I mean, the, look, Canada could be the the most powerful, richest country in the world if we had better leadership. And if we had leadership that had a plan to grow our economy, to build it, you know what I mean? To get our resources to market, to, you know, put money into our military. Uh, we it, It's kind of sad what we've become, you know. And, uh, yeah, I think we need to seriously... Yeah. Yeah. It feels like society is falling into decay all around me. And, you know, you look at the state of our cities um, with the opioid crisis that the liberals seem to think the answer uh, for is just more opioids. Um, catch and release bail, which is driving up crime, you know, unfettered immigration, which is, you know, pricing people out of the housing market, including immigrants who are already here. Um, it and then we have the inflationary crisis exacerbated by the carbon tax. They're blocking our resource projects. It, our military is in disrepair. It, free speech is dying in this country. It, uh, it feels dystopian. It feels like we were, we just were standing here and then all of a sudden we turned into some North Korean adjacent hellscape. Um, we're not quite there yet, but it's happening. And if we don't, if we don't fight crime and we don't, you know, deal with our issues and get, get, get to the issues that matter, you know what I mean? Build our country, um, you know, get people jobs, protect, protect the citizens, you know, um, we're in trouble. And I mean, even, even the notion, like if you look in Ontario right now, they're talking about all this, like they want people to live in low income housing their whole lives and then go into seniors low-income housing which means they don't own a home which means they have no net worth they can't ever do anything they live paycheck to paycheck whether it's universal income or not and it's like the entire canadian dream of having a better future and living your best life whatever you choose to do it's gone yeah and, and i feel that they give you made there you go yeah so i mean we need to seriously I don't know what we need to do, but what we need to do, I, what, what, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to double down on my advocacy. I'm going to tell Char Charlie Angus to shove my magazine right up his ass, and I'm going to go take my bus there and honk my horn, sell more T-shirts. I'm going to get out there and defend the oil and gas industry like I've never defended it before, and I'm not going to be intimidated by Justin Trudeau or any of them because I can't.
What a great way to leave the interview, Robbie. Thanks so much for, as I always say, for sticking up for families just like mine and thousands of other families just like mine all across this country. Um, we're happy to have you in our corner standing up for our rights to, you know, have a job and pursue the Canadian dream. So I appreciate you so much. Um, and we'll have you back on again very soon. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. Well, friends, we've come to the viewer feedback portion of the show. You see, unlike the mainstream media, we actually care about what you think about the work that we do here at Rebel News. It's why I have a viewer feedback portion on my show. But Ezra also has a viewer feedback portion on his nightly Ezra Levant show. Now, the mainstream media is faced with an impossible dilemma. And that impossible dilemma has caused the public to break their trust with the dying mainstream media. And that dilemma is, how can you hold the government to account if the government is the reason that you have a job? That's why nobody trusts the mainstream media. And it's, I think, the reason you trust us here at Rebel News, or at least you understand that we are fiercely independent. And our independence is protected thanks to your donations at home and your subscriptions to Rebel News Plus. So we appreciate you. And um, it's it's uh, what sets us apart from the mainstream media. Now, if you want to send me an email, it's Sheila at rebelnews.com. Put gun show letters in the subject line. But don't let that be the bar for entry. If you are watching the free version of the show over on YouTube or Rumble, you might get a slightly different version of the show than our paywalled subscribers, depending on what we're talking about, because there are things that we cannot publish on YouTube because, well, it's still a censorship platform. Rumble, you're pretty safe, but you're going to sit through a couple of ads over there, and we appreciate you for doing that. Every little bit helps us to do the work that we do here at Rebel News. Now, my letter this week actually is from the Rumble comments. So please leave a comment over there. YouTube, Rumble, I read them. Sometimes you people are saying crazy things, but, but I read them anyway. And it's on my show with William Diaz Berteome on a similar topic to this week's. And I wanted to talk to like a younger person about Charlie Angus's crazy comments about whether or not that would, um, you know, intimidate them into being silenced and what they thought about that. And today I wanted to talk to one of the, as they say, OGs of oil sands activism, my friend Robbie Picard. And some of you may recognize William from his incredible work for us here at Rebel News. Um, when he lived in Ottawa, he struck fear in the hearts of liberal politicians, making it unsafe for them to wander the streets of the nation's capital without a skeptical journalist asking them some tough questions. And William was great at that. Um, you know, you, I'm sure you've seen some of his happy little walk and talks with uncomfortable politicians on the street. He did great work. Then he moved to Alberta, fell in love with Alberta, and decided that he's going to fight for Alberta jobs through his new career in oil and gas advocacy. So I wish him the best of luck. And a lot of you had a lot to say on Rumble about William and Charlie Angus and this desire to shut up anybody who might be telling the truth contrary to the liberal NDP government agenda. And... Today's comment comes to us from Woofius, who says, 
Speaking of criminalizing oil and gas, I take it that the NDP and their supporters have removed their gas-fired furnaces and switched to wind and solar to stay warm in midwinter. Yeah. As Robbie pointed out, Charlie Angus has a heck of a commute to work and back. Greater than most of us. I mean, my commute is just down the stairs to my little studio in the basement. Um, But he would call me a climate criminal because I am a farmer and my family works in oil and gas. So I'm the climate criminal with my itty bitty commute. But he, he is the warrior for the environment with his flights back and forth to the office. Um, Yeah, these people are just a bunch of hypocrites. Um, As we saw with my friend David Menzies when he ran into the environment minister out on the street and followed him back to his vehicle in the interest of journalism and discovered that it was not a fully electric vehicle the way he would like the rest of us to drive. So, you know, obviously these people are hypocrites and the hypocrisy, it starts at the top as they say a fish rots from the head down. There is no more uh, climate hypocrite than Justin Trudeau and his use of the Challenger jets like the family minivan. (laughs) Well, everybody, that's the show for tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see everybody back here in the same time, in the same place next week. And as always, don't let the government tell you that you've had too much to think.